0: Welcome to Conversations About Life, and this is Will Jackson, and I had the privilege of talking with Joseph B- Buckner here recently. Um, Joseph is a farmer, and he, but even more than that, um, he's a homesteader, and um, they have cattle and hens, and they garden, live along a pretty river in um, the Ozarks of Missouri, um, Joseph and his family. Um, so we talk some about that, and we talk about um, Joseph's faith, and you know what the Christian faith looks like in his life. And um, yeah, he, it was really good to talk with him. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Joseph, um, it's really good to be here with you. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you could be out working on a nice day like this, but um, I've been looking forward to it, and thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Um, so, um, you live down here in, in Black, Missouri. I guess this is, the, this is kind of the Ozark area, and you've you're
1: here on the farm. Um, how long have you been here? Um, we have lived here for five years now. Okay, we came from Western North Carolina. Okay, so and. Um,
0: kind of describe how you got uh, started here. Like, um, you're, you're working on your home right now. So you first, um, built like a, a structure to live in. That's going to be your, your garage. Yes, sir. And, um, while you're working here and you've, you've been farming, can you just give a little summary of how that all got started?
1: Um, well, let me see. Um, In 2005, we decided that we wanted to look for land in other places, you know, and somewhere to raise our children where it wasn't as crowded as Western North Carolina was. So we started looking for land in Virginia and Kentucky and Tennessee and then came further out to Missouri and we found land here and uh, fell in love with the place and people and the water is extremely important to us, so. We found the farm and bought it, like I said, in two thousand and five, um, and went back to North Carolina and stayed there until two thousand and fourteen, and that's when we moved out here. And like you said, we built our garage, and we can, uh, currently live in the garage and building our home now. But um, that's basically it. You know, we've been here five years, enjoying the land.
0: Well, the the home looks like it's coming along really nice. Yes, sir. it's Thank going you. to be a, a really nice. Home when you're finished with it. Um, so North Carolina is that your home, where you're from? Yes, sir.
1: Born and raised, North Georgia, Western North Carolina. Yes.
0: Okay. Do you remember when you first got the idea to farm? Um, Like, do you remember um, why you wanted to do it?
1: Well, farming and gardening is basically what we do. We're not like large scale. Farmers, per se, you know, um homesteading, I think, is more what we do um it's always been something that, and I say we that's me and my wife, of course, you know, we're together in everything we do, but both of us were raised with grandparents that gardened our parents gardened, so it's something that's just ingrained in us. We were called before non negotiables coming, referring to gardening and farming in that way that it was non-negotiable, whether it rained or sun or whatever, we would have our garden in the ground. You know, we didn't take time for sports or other activities. I mean, you know, church, obviously we did, but, you know, extracurricular activities going swimming or hiking or boating, we, gardening came first, farming came first. That was our sustenance. So, are,
0: are you referring to like when you were growing up? Or? Yes, and,
1: okay. and now you know, okay, continually. Right.
0: Yeah, it's just been
1: a lifelong. From the right. time we were children, we both. I see. Did this? Yes. So it's a natural way of life for us. Yeah. You asked what did I first start it? So. Right. <laughs> there isn't a first memory. It's just what we did.
0: Yeah. Um. Did you and Tammy grow up in the same area?
1: Um, she grew up about 40 miles further South than I did. So, yeah, we met through one of my cousins had moved that way. And so they worked together in high school and as teenagers. And then I was introduced to her through my cousin. And so we met in 95, uh, married in 2000. So we've been together 19 years. Now, yeah. Married. And,
0: and just kind of, so people understand what your farm here is like, um, do you have livestock on?
1: We have ten mama cows. We run a cow calf, you know, operation. Mama cows and a bull raise our um, steers for meat. Sell what we don't need. Um, raise chickens for meat, and then we harvest the venison, the deer, and the turkey. You know, from off the land. So you know, right. we pretty much like to eat only what we grow. We do eat out if we have to, but we like to raise what we eat. You know. What God provides for us. Right. And do
0: you have, um, make income, uh, at other, w-
1: in other ways? Yes. Um, I'm a carpenter. That's a carpenter. Yes. Okay. That's how I support my family is carpentry. Yes.
0: Okay. And just do carpentry here
1: locally. And- yes. Generally. Yes. I was a licensed general contractor in North Carolina. So that's how I supported myself then paid for our farm. And okay. So, the lifestyle was just too hectic in north carolina so we wanted to raise our kids our children in a place that was more um, friendly to our way of life i guess you should say
0: okay well in just you know knowing you and you know i know that you're um a christian yes sir and um so i'm interested in just knowing you know more about that Like, how did that get started for you?
1: Um, Well, I was always raised, you know, Southern Baptist in church my entire life as a child. Um, I made a profession of faith as a young child, probably when I was 11, 12 years old. But when you grow up in church, as you know, I'm sure you hear these words, salvation, saved. And do we really understand as children what that means? I'm not sure if I did. So it wasn't until I was in my late 20s, early 30s that I really, truly became born again. You know, I don't believe there's dual salvation. I believe that you can only apply the blood once to your doorpost. You know, I was always taught. So did I truly do that as a child? I I doubt it. You mm-hmm. know, I did make a profession of faith. I didn't know who Christ was, but. Did I start living that lifestyle where he was my Lord and Savior until later? That's, you know, the way my my walk with Christ has been. I've never walked perfectly. I don't think none of us ever do, you know, but we strive. Once you become born again, you should, you know, strive more wholeheartedly to do that, you know so um, producing fruit, you know, that's right. That's, I wasn't producing any fruit and now I hopefully I am. I pray that I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, after you made your profession, when you were a kid of like, you know, professing that you're a Christian now and so yes. forth, were you aware that, um, Nothing really happened, or were you pretty confident?
1: That, uh, I always felt that I was pretty confident that I was saved. But like I said, after I lived through my teenage and early 20s, I did things that were unholy and unacceptable to God, you know. I went out into the world and experimented with every form of sin <laughs> there basically is, you know. and mm-hmm. But then when I made a profession of faith, Not another profession of faith, but whenever I truly understood what sin was in my life and how wicked I was and needed to turn around and needed Christ and understood what he had paid for, you know, how my sin was so wretched. And then that's when it became real to me, if that's what you're asking, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when it became real. That's like he told Nicodemus, we must be born again. That's whenever I Felt born again, uh-huh. but so, as a child, I didn't. I don't understand. I don't know if you can comprehend those things. I couldn't. Maybe some children can. I uh-huh. shouldn't say that. Right. right.
0: Um. Yeah, you mean comprehend those things? You
1: mean like as childhood salvation? Right. I'm not going to say that that cannot occur. There are children right. who could probably do that. Right. That, that can do that. It is possible. And
0: maybe it's not so much, um, like, uh, understanding the ABCs of salvation, but maybe understanding the, the need for, you know, because of understanding personal sin and the need for yes. it perhaps. So, um, when that took place, is said you were in your twenties or
1: L- probably early thirties, probably thirty-two, thirty-one, thirty-two. 31, 32. Yes.
0: Okay. So when that took place, um, like, um, what did you experience like when that happened to me? And, um, I remember just
1: like g- guilt being removed from me that I didn't, didn't even know I had. Exactly. So. I spent the whole night in the floor. I had really heavy burden of, you know, are you living for me? Or are you living for the world? You know? And so I got in the floor and I prayed that night and I woke up still in the floor the next morning and I was like, Wow. Something truly happened. I spent the night, as Jacob wrestled with the Lord, in mm-hmm. that same type of context, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Hmm. It was profound, yes. <laughs> yeah. The guilt was gone. Yes. Right. There was an assurance, 110% assurance then, that I knew the Lord and He was my Savior, personally. Right. <laughs> I think growing up, you know, as a child, you're in church and you hear these words all the time in you're like, yes, I'm okay. I know the correct things to say. I know all the correct things to do. The tradition, you know, is what right. you follow as a child. It's ingrained in you. But I think as an adult, we need to make that adult profession. Right. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, what has inspired you um since you've been walking uh, with the Lord, like as far as um, people or particular books or anything that comes to mind as far as um, ha, that's given you direction in your life? and
1: um, Just the people I come into contact with that are believers, your mom and dad, older people in our community. You know, you take gen- inspiration from them and look at their walk with the Lord. My parents definitely are inspirations to me um, as far as people. Books. I, I don't read a lot of books out of the area of the Bible. You know, I don't. I, I just don't. We don't watch movies. We don't. I, I guess Fox's Book of Martyrs. You can get inspiration from that. Okay. You know, I'm. I can just, You know, I mean. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: I have a Strong's Concordance and an interlinear Bible, and that's that's what I like to read. You know. Right. <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know, what is it about the Christian faith that, um, appeals to you? Um, almost seems like a silly question, (laughs) but, um, is there anything about, um, you know, just walking with the Lord that, um, you know, that's just particularly, uh, sweet that you just really, uh, appreciate or
1: um, the closeness with the Father, I guess, that Christ allows us to have, you know, how that we are, like I said, so wretched and deprived in our natural state. And then once we do become a spiritual being, we are always a spiritual being, but once we become in realization of that, how, you know, how you said how appealing what is appealing about the Christian life that just having oneness with the father, being able to walk with him and talk with him every day, you know, mm-hmm. through Christ, you know, mm-hmm. we have to know who Christ is in order to do that. But that's his purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: is to bring us into fellowship with the father. That's the sweetness of it, I guess.
0: And what does uh, fellowship with the father uh, look like for you? Like what's when you're experiencing God, like, um, And you feel close to Him. Like, what's going on? Is that when you're with other people or by yourself or reading? That's just
1: in my everyday life, I would say, whether I'm playing in the dirt or whether I'm driving nails or in the woods listening to the animals. You know, it's I find God in everything we do, especially if it's Christ-centered. You know, as long as Christ is at the center, the Father will be. Blessed is the man, you know, that fears the Lord, and he's right there with you. You know, if you fear God and honor Christ and and everything you do, he's right there. You know, there's nothing specifically I can—it's everything. It's everything in my life.
0: So it's kind of um, maybe like being conscious of him and it all, rather than just going about life without uh, giving thought to him, you know, and just— focusing on i don't don't know is it like a consciousness of like uh, god's um, being revealed in all of the things you're involved in or is it
1: he is revealed in all things that we do yes if we open our spiritual eyes and see him you know that's what i said if we're gardening Mm -hmm. he's there with us blessing our plants when we put our seed in the ground we pray for him to send the rain and it's the sun and I mean, the animals, when we slaughter our animals, we thank God for giving us the animals. You know, huh. we pray that they'll bless, that he blesses them and he blesses us with the animals for, you know, our sustenance. Huh. Every time I kill an animal, a deer, or a turkey, I pray and thank God, you know, for that animal that he provided for me. Uh-huh. If yeah. I'm working, I thank God for the job that I have, you know, i Praise God that I have hands and a body that's able to do these things. The talent that I have for carpentry, you know, right. I broke my back three years ago, and I thank God every day that I'm able to get up and work. You know, so
0: yeah. So I, I guess it's kind of like acknowledging the Lord. Like yes. I think maybe Psalm, I mean Proverbs chapter three says something along those lines. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding. And then acknowledging Him. Is, in all thy ways acknowledge Him, yeah, and He will direct thy paths. Right. Yes. So. In all thy ways,
1: everything you right. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether I'm having to pour concrete and it's laborious. <laughs> Thank you, God. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, do you have any uh, particular like routines in life, either... Things that you just do personally or things that you, your family does together that are uh,
1: particularly meaningful to you? Routines as?
0: Like, um, something that's a regular part of your, uh, life, um, like any kind of, um, you know, uh, spiritual disciplines or, um, routines, um, like does your family meet together for,
1: um, uh, not as a in. set time. No, okay. we don't. We do have family time, family worship, family devotions, things like that, but not as a set day of the week, not as a set time. We're pretty free with that. We just okay worship the Lord, you know, like I said, in everything and every, in all that we do, you know, mm-hmm. he's always a part of it and we always give him thanks for everything we do. But as a routine, as a set tradition, no, we don't. Okay.
0: And then for your um, kids, what are the ages of your kids?
1: The ages. Yeah. uh, My oldest girl is 12. My next son is Samuel is nine, almost 10. Miriam is seven and Seth is four. Okay. And, um. Do they go to the local school here? No, we we do homeschool. You're homeschooling yes. them. Yes, okay. we homeschool our children.
0: Huh. Um. Well, when um, you know, looking out over the um, American culture, is there anything in particular that comes to mind that um that you think people could be missing in uh, life and so forth without?
1: you know, realizing it? Well, American culture is in pretty bad shape. (laughs) I think that's why, you know, we left to come out here so we could, you know, raise our children, like I said, in a more environment where there was less influence of the world. Um, Abortion is by far the greatest need in our country to get taken care of. Um, Um, homosexuality, transgenderism, all these issues are things that, you know, if our nation if Christians would, I don't know how to say it, would rise up and stand more for the Lord and I, I don't know what we need to do as far as a group of people to unify and and come against these things that are plaguing our land, you know. It says blessed is the nation whose lord is whose god is the Lord. If we, if our nation did worship Jesus, you know, and honor Him as who He is, I think our nation would be in a much, much better place. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Any particular um, portions of the Bible that is just particularly meaningful to you that comes to you know mind now?
1: Um Psalms 119 is one of my favorite scriptures, you know, the he, the he verses, I think it's 119, 39 through 38 or 39, talks about the Lord teaching you his word in your heart and obeying his commandments. And the fear of the Lord is something that was always, you know, taught to me that I don't think the church understands very well, Christians in general. You have to understand what a loving father is is to understand his fear. You know, if you don't have an example of a loving father who could correct you, you know, as a child, you can't understand love and fear together. But, you know.
0: Um, is there anything in your life that's been... Um, difficult, um, but that, you know, you know, God is using for, um, good for your growth or anything along those lines or, um, you know, just just something that's difficult. But, um,
1: I've never had a very difficult life. It's been a very blessed life. I've never endured hardships other than physical things that I brought upon myself, broken bones and. You know, things f- that I have did myself. But emotionally or uh, relationship-wise, I've never experienced great tragedy. You know, God has always—I've had grandparents, like I said, who were passed blessings down to us. My parents are, uh Tammy's parents. I've been very fortunate and very blessed, you know, like I said. Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know— relate to hardship very well to the way other people can. You know, I've never right. had dramatic tragedy in my life, you know, on that respect. It's mm-hmm. just a daily walk with the Lord, you know, understanding who He is and thanking Him and blessing Him for all that we have, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, do you like the c- community down here? I've often wondered
0: if I moved down here, like— man, I'm just moving out and going to I'd be isolating myself out here somewhere. But, um, you know, mom and dad have often said, no, there's people down here. <laughs> so do you kind of uh, feel like you're a part of a community and there's like relationships and things like that? Or do you feel kind of like um, just out here in the woods by yourself?
1: <laughs> no, we have community. We definitely do. Okay. You know, it was very nice for us. Like I said, we bought our farm in 07. And we didn't move until 14, so we came in small portions from North Carolina. We would come and visit, so we got to meet the people in smaller stages, and I think that helped with the people accepting us down here instead of just like moving in and and staying at one time. We came a little bit at a time, and people got to know us, and we got to know them. So, yeah, there's a definite community down here, and they're like-minded believers. Down here. Yeah. I really feel strongly that the Lord placed us here. We, as I said before, we looked at land in other areas, but when we found this, it was definitely a God thing. It was exactly what we wanted, and it was, you know, and you have to pray for the Lord's discernment to be able to discern His will for your life. So we felt like this is really where He wanted us, you know, to be. So yeah there's definitely community down here, and people that will look out for one another and help you out in times of need, yes do you enjoy your church
0: family down here?
1: yes, definitely, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We visit with all the churches down
0: here, oh do you yes,
1: yeah, okay. we don't go to one specific church, okay, yeah,
0: well, that's yeah. kind of neat, yeah um are you involved with any kind of like um church um activity kind of outside of just the organized um church meetings that are meeting um or? not
1: specifically no okay. we have visited the boys camp, there's a boys camp down the road, you right. know, where they try to re- um rehabilitate the youth, I guess you could say, and we visited with those before, you know, as far as outside activities, you know, okay, try to minister to those young children so. No, we spend too much time working. We're hands-on. We're, right. When you garden and you farm and you work, it it takes a lot of your time. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's very fulfilling. You know, that's that's what God has called us to do is to be Christians here where we're at. You know, some people are missionaries in other countries, and mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to be missionaries where we are at, you know, mm-hmm. disciples for Christ here.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um if you could go back to some earlier time in life and tell yourself something that you wish you would have understood then, um, you know, to so what point would you go back and, and what would you
1: say? I guess I would have to go back there to those early teenage years and um tell myself that I should not do those worldly things <laughs> that I did. Because it does it, you were asking about heartache and things like that a while ago. That's maybe where I really messed up in my life is when I got into the world. And that does cause heartache and pain when you do things like that. You hurt your parents. You hurt your spouse, future spouse that you're with, you know. And I would tell myself to straighten up and walk better. And (laughs) the Lord is good and he's all we need. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as blessed as I have been, if I had done better for that, say, 10, 10-year 10 period of my life, I could probably be much more further ahead mm-hmm. as far as, you know, spiritually yeah. and maybe other ways as well, you know. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of finding the Lord in my 30s, if I had truly found Him in my teens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what I would tell myself as a younger teenager. Right. Yeah. Walk with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sin is pleasant for a season, is what the word says, and it is. But there are consequences for our sin, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, anything you've learned over the years about just um, trusting in the Lord? Um, uh, you know, relying on Him in
1: uncertainty or you know, the type of thing. Um. I I don't know. It's a daily walk. We learn every day. There's nothing specific that I can think of that would, you know, I mean, when Maggie was born, she had a condition called Hirschsprungs. Like I said, that was 12 years ago. She's 12. So that was a learning experience for us as far as trust. They told us they would have to take out large portions of her small intestine and it ended up we we prayed and had other people praying and our belief system was extremely encouraged you know when they went in to do the surgery and we were expecting a long surgery the head nurse came back in i guess an hour less than an hour and said they were done and we were like shocked you know then whether it was god that healed her there or Maybe it wasn't as bad as they thought. I don't know. But that strengthened my faith you know, greatly in prayer. And, and we had anointed her with oil, and she had prayer cloths in the crib with her. This was all when she was seven months old. So that really strengthened my prayer life, you know, that you can pray and God does work miracles. Hmm. As even with my back, you know, when you crush three vertebras and break two ribs at one time. And to be able to, not that I don't have pain today, I still have pain in my back because mm-hmm. I use it, but to be able to get up and I didn't go to the doctor, you know, I just let, I think your dad was kind of stressed that I didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> he wanted me to go get checked out, but, and I'm not saying I'm against the doctors. I, I believe you should go to the doctor if you have a need, but mm-hmm. God is good you pray and you lift up your need and the father knows what we need, what we are in need of before we even ask. So how did that accident happen? I was being very prideful on a horse. Okay. I have always ridden horses my whole life. And my wife told me as I walked away, she said, be careful on that horse. And I turned around and told her that I could ride the horse and I had ridden my entire life. So, And my equipment failed, the girth strap broke, and the horse came out from under me, and I was still in the saddle in midair, and I knew something was not right when the horse was not betwixt my legs. So Hmm. I hit the ground and like I said crushed three vertebrates and broke two ribs. So it was over a year, you know, before I was completely healed to where I could basically work again. So that was that accident. Don't be prideful. <laughs> and you will get struck down. <laughs>
0: hmm. yeah. Yes. Well, you know, you asked me why I wanted to yes, talk with you. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, a person who, you know, has devotion to the Lord, you know, is a person, you know, interesting person to talk to. And then besides that, you're... Your lifestyle, homesteading lifestyle, you know, is um, interesting too. So I appreciate um, I appreciate this and just uh, uh, here, you know, getting to know you a bit better, yes, Joseph. Sir. So yes, I wish you well and uh, th- 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 thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you.